Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Thank you, Lord, this morning. We give you thanks and praise. We magnify your name. We glorify your name. We thank you, Father, for the goodness that you reveal unto us day in and day out. In just a few days, the year 2022 would have come to its close. It is you who has brought us this far. It is you who has kept us and sustained us. We marvel at how good you are to us. In so many ways, we don't deserve anything that you do for us. But it pleases you to be gracious to your people. And we say thank you, Father. And this morning, 
we submit ourselves to the authority and the power of your word. Let that word come forth. Let it do a tremendous work in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, have I prayed with thanksgiving. And let everybody say, Amen. Amen. Give Jesus a hand clap. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen and amen. Amen. All right. After anniversary, people are suffering from anniversary blues. I don't know why it happens like that usually. But it's good to see all of you this morning. And you'll be blessed because you came. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to share a testimony with you. It's from one of our sisters in church. Her name is Elsie. And it was labeled Miracle Our Testimony and Redemption from Death. Hallelujah. Amen. Two weeks ago, after we closed from church, I opened my shop so I can make some sales before going to sleep in the evening. I usually wake up early around 4 a.m. to start my day. I woke up this time. And I felt extremely weak and dizzy. It was so bad that I could not even speak. Immediately, I requested for my children to take me to the hospital. I was admitted there immediately for three days. And I was told that it was an emergency. And that I was anemic. Which is a condition in which there is a deficiency of red blood cells. Tell your neighbor you have learned something today. So anemia is not the name of a soap. I was later discharged but my weakness and dizziness was still present. It was so bad that breathing was even difficult for me. I had to support myself in order to aid my movement. And I actually felt that I was going to die. You shall not die. Amen. But you shall live. Amen. To declare the glory of God. Amen. Anything that is attempting to kill you prematurely. May God rescue you from that thing. May God increase your days. Amen. And may God give his angels charge concerning you. I wish your amen was louder than Amen. You see, when some of these declarations are being made, your spiritual and faith antennas must be very high because the prophecy may be concerning you. Okay, you feel normal. You feel very strong. But I can tell you that there are people who felt normal one day, the next day they were no more. I said, May God extend your life. May God increase your days. May every plan to kill you prematurely be aborted. Thunder your amen. Amen. I then called Pastor Johnny to let him know what was happening to me. He visited me that evening, gave me communion, and prayed with me before leaving. He also told me that he will let us pray about it during our prayer rendezvous. 
And if you still don't know, every evening throughout, every Wednesday throughout the day, from morning till evening, we pray. During specific hours of the day. And then on Saturdays, at dawn from 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. We also pray. If you are yet to be added to the church's WhatsApp platform, please speak to any of the pastors and make sure you are added. Because usually what we do is to post the prayer topics there. And we also add voice notes to explain what we have posted and to guide the prayer. Do not exclude yourself from these spiritual activities. It may actually make the difference between life and death for you. Hallelujah. Amen. And I don't have any problem with you praying on other prayer platforms. Plenty meat does not spoil soup. Yeah. So it's okay if you pray on any other prayer platforms. It's a good thing. So if you're able to wake up and pray at midnight with alpha hour, I don't have any problem with it. If you pray at 6 a.m. with NSSPDAUQWY, yes, NSPPD, new streams, something, something. I don't have any problem with that. But it is important that when we are praying as a church, you join in those prayers also. Because by the grace of God, I am your pastor. And I know your needs. And I know the pinching problems of your life. And God directs us to pray about several things concerning this church and concerning you. So please make sure you are added to the platform and join in the prayer times. It's because you don't pray on that platform. That's why I'm talking plenty like that. She said, I went to bed that night shaking terribly. But after the prayers that day, when I went to bed, I had a dream. In this dream, I saw a gathering of some people. And I got close to find out what the meeting was about. To my surprise, the meeting was being held because of me. The leader of the meeting was so upset that he had given them an assignment to kill me. So this is in the dream that she had. And they could not finish it because their plans had backfired. There was so much confusion in the meeting and the leader was extremely bored. Everywhere a meeting has been called and you are the subject of discussions, may God bring confusion into that meeting. Amen! May every plan made to bring your downfall may it backfire totally. Amen. Anybody who wants to eat your meat, may they discover that they've eaten wrong meat. Amen. And may they spew it out very quickly. In the name of Jesus. Amen. She said, in the dream, I decided to run away quickly. Before they noticed that I was listening to them. And as I moved away from them, 
I met a man and I think it's an angel who stopped me and said to me lovingly I have delivered you I have saved you hallelujah I kept yelling amen and I woke up saying amen she says to the glory of God I can testify today that since that experience I am totally healed there is no headache no dizziness and I feel so strong in fact the morning after the dream I felt like a machine going about my daily activities with a lot of them my neighbors were very surprised that just the day before I could not do anything by myself May people around you be surprised at what the Lord will do Amen. in your life. She says, I have heard of testimonies of people being healed by the mighty power but of God. But this time I experienced it myself. May you receive a personal Amen. miracle. Receive and may you have an opportunity to give a testimony Amen. of what the Lord has done in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Says, I thank God for the life of our pastor. And I thank God for the lives of the members of this wonderful family who lifted up prayers during the miracle hour of our prayer rendezvous. She says for emphasis again, I'm completely healed. And I encourage anyone who hears this testimony to take these prayer meetings very seriously. She concludes and says, God is still in the miracle business. And he will definitely answer us when we call on him. God bless the shepherd's fold restoration family. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen and amen. You are next in line for a miracle. I receive it. What you've been waiting for for a long time, may God bring it to pass in your life. Amen. This week, may God surprise you. Amen. I receive it. May God do what you've never imagined for yourself. Amen. Something that you're believing God for, that you have even forgotten about. May God do a miracle to remind you Amen. that you have forgotten, but He, God, has not forgotten. Hallelujah. Amen. It will happen practically in your life. Amen. The testimony is a message. So we can actually share the grace and go home. But I got to preach. Turn your Bibles with me to Malachi chapter 3. We're reading verse 13 to 18. I doubt if I will complete this message. And if I don't finish it today, I will do so on Wednesday. Alright, so let's see how it goes. Malachi chapter 3 verse 13 to 18. New Living Translation. You have said terrible things about me, says the Lord. But you say, what do you mean? You are asking God, what do you mean? What have we said against you? And this is the answer God said. You have said, what's the use of serving God? What have we gained by obeying his commands? Or by trying to show the Lord of heaven's armies that we are sorry for our sins. From now on, we will call the arrogant blessed. For those who do evil get rich. And those who dare God to punish them suffer no harm. 
Then those who feared the Lord spoke with each other. And the Lord listened to what they said. In his presence, a scroll of remembrance was written to recall the names of those who feared him and always thought about the honor of his name. They will be my people, says the Lord of heaven's armies. On the day when I act in judgment, they will be my own special treasure. I will spare them as a father spares an obedient child. Then you will again see the difference between the righteous and the wicked between those who serve God and those who do not may the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his holy word I want to read verse 14 again from the King James Version you have said it is vain to serve God. And what profit is it that we have kept his ordinance? And that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts. Same verse from the New King James Version. You have said it is useless to serve He continues. When we had to virtually sleep on an empty stomach. After serving God all day. I returned home at 11 p.m. Everything is at a standstill. And then he concludes with the question. Where is our God, Bishop? And he added a crying emoji. One, two, three, four, five crying emojis. Where is our God, Bishop? A few days ago, I spoke to a wife now this woman was very dejected because of some serious challenges in her marriage and she said to me this is not what I signed up for when I decided to get married this is not what I was looking for she said, I don't know what I've done to deserve this. She said, I've served God faithfully all these years. Ever since I was a child. She said, I've kept myself well. I've stayed away from all kinds of troubles. And is this what I'm getting? Is this what I'm getting? You know, the experiences of these two people can actually make you draw a certain conclusion. And that conclusion is that it is vain to serve the Lord. It is useless to serve the Lord. And it is useless to be devoted to God. And there are, there are, there are people who have arrived at that conclusion. What's the use? What's the use? I've tried to do the right thing. I've tried to do my best. 
I've served God to the best of my ability. Why are things the way they are? This morning, I have a message from the Lord for you. And the message is that it is not in vain. It is not in vain. And that is the title of my message. It is not in vain. Tell the person sitting next to you, it is not in vain. Tell another person, it is not in vain. Hallelujah. Amen. I read to you from Malachi chapter 3. Now, in the book of Malachi, God gave a message to the prophet Malachi for the people of Israel and for their priests. And God brought a number of charges against his people. So for example, he said to them that you have been bringing polluted bread and sick animals as sacrifices unto me. So what some of them used to do that among their flock if they find one of them that has tuberculosis and is coughing have you had a goat coughing before? <coughs> it even sounds like a human being. So, so when they find a sick animal or they find a sheep that is limping that is the one they will take and offer as a sacrifice to the Lord. And their attitude and behavior was so some way God charged them of robbing him of the tithes and the offerings. But in verse 13 of Malachi chapter 3, God now says to his people and he accuses them of saying terrible things about him. What did they say against the Lord? And what did they say about the Lord? There are six things that they said. And you find that in verse 14 and 15. The first thing they said was that serving God is useless. Number two, they said there is no profit in obeying God. Number three, there is no point in being repentant before God. Number four, there is no blessing in being humble. Number five, doing good will rather make you poor. And number six, fearing God does not keep you from harm. So these six things you can deduce from what they said in verse 14 and 15. I'll run through them again. Number one, serving God is useless. Number two, there is no profit in obeying God. Number three, there is no point in being repentant before God. Four, there is no blessing in being humble. Doing good will rather make you poor. 
And fearing God does not keep you from harm. Look at it again, verse 14. You have said, what's the use of serving God? What is the implication? Serving God is useless. Is that not so? Then it says, what have we gained by obeying his commands? What is the interpretation of this? There is no profit in obeying God. Because he said, what have we gained? By obeying his commands. Then they said, or by trying to show the Lord of heaven's armies that we are sorry for our sins. What's the implication? There is no point in being repentant before the Lord. That's what it means. Then verse 15. He says, from now on, we will call the arrogant blessed. Which means what? No blessing in being humble. That's what it means. For those who do evil, get rich. What is the implication? Doing good will make you poor. That's what they were saying. That's the implication of what they said. And he says, and those who dare God to punish them, suffer no harm. Which means what? Fearing God will not keep you from harm. So these were the six things that they said against the Lord. And these are the things that God reacted to and said, you have said terrible things about me. That serving me is useless. That there's no profit in obeying God. That why should I repent? Because when I repent, nothing changes. Things don't get any better for me. Or, why should I humble myself? Humility is rather making me suffer. So there's no blessing. And as for doing good, it has only made me poor. So God hasn't prospered me. By me doing good to people. So it is useless. And then fearing God does not keep me from harm. So he's saying is that people who don't fear God. Who insult God. Who use the name of the Lord in vain. God doesn't do anything to them. So for me, what it means is that fearing God doesn't really change anything for me. And it doesn't protect me from anything. These were the six terrible things that they said And the conclusion of it all is that it is vain. It is useless. It is not worth it. You know, if we will be sincere and honest with ourselves, there are times that some of us have actually said such things. Do I have any witnesses in the house of the Lord? Or even if you didn't say so, you thought it. How many honest people can say that, Pastor, you are talking about me? Can I see by show of hand? And maybe you think that just because I taught it and I didn't say it, it's not a problem. But the Bible says that God is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And do you know that when he's judging us, he will judge our motives as well. It is not just about the actions alone. But the motives are also very important. So you'll be surprised that some people will get away with certain things. But others will not get away for the same things. 
Because God looks at things in totality. And he sees everything. Because all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to see. So don't ever make a mistake of thinking that I only thought it. I didn't do it. So because of that, I am saved. Oh, Mali. You are not safe at all. You are not safe at all. And not also that even though you didn't say it, you taught it. And when you taught it, it affected the things you did or did not do. And that is why some believers have stopped serving God in a certain way. And they've stopped giving in a certain way. They've stopped paying their tithes. They've stopped giving offerings. Because even though they've not opened their mouths to say it, in their hearts and in their heads, they've said it is useless. And that's why they've stopped doing certain things. There are people who were very active in the service of the Lord. But they don't serve God that way anymore. Because they have said to themselves, either openly or in their heads and in their hearts, that it is useless to serve the Lord. Am I speaking to somebody today? And the enemy has succeeded in convincing people that serving God is useless. That doing the right thing will not benefit you. That your commitment and devotion to God doesn't change anything for you. And so the enemy has been very successful in deceiving them. This morning, I'm here to strengthen and encourage somebody. That although certain prayers have not yet been answered. That although you are experiencing challenges and difficulties in your life. Although certain expectations have not yet been met. And even though you've had some disappointments and frustrations in your life. Or you've been through painful experiences. I am here to say to you that it is not in vain. That what you do for Christ is not in vain. That your commitment and devotion to God and to the things of God is not in vain. Sometimes you are tempted to think so. Sometimes you feel like drawing that conclusion. But that's the Lord to you. It is not in vain. It is not in vain. It is not useless. Serving God is not in vain. Being committed and devoted to God is not in vain. The sacrifices you make for the Lord are not in vain. The good you do is not in vain. There are 10 things that have to do with your Christian experience which are not in vain. That I want to share with you today. Ten things. Number one. Your labor or service to God is not in vain. Hallelujah. Amen. Your labor or service to God is not in vain. 
First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 58 he says therefore my dear brothers and sisters this is from the NIV version stand firm let nothing move you always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord always do what Oh, I didn't hear you. Always do what? Give yourselves fully to your political party. No. To your old boys association. No. Always do what? Give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. Why? I didn't hear. What does it say? Read with me. Because. Because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Tell your neighbor your labor is not in vain. Your work is not in vain. What you do for God is not in vain. Christopher, you are not saying it. Tell your neighbor the work you do for the Lord is not in vain. It is not in vain. He says, always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. Because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. You should know. It should be clear to you by now that what you do in the name of the Lord is not in vain. So, Sairam, what you come to do here every Sunday morning is not in vain. By the time you come to church, the place is set up. But usually, there are just two or three people who set up. Like, sweep the place, sweep the place, arrange the chairs. And today he was here alone. Usually there are two of them. Today he was here alone. He swept. Arranged the chairs. Cleaned the washrooms. It is not in vain. So don't be surprised if God blesses somebody like that in a very profound way. And don't be envious of him. Because Sunday morning after Sunday morning, as they come to set the place up, perhaps you have not even woken up from your bed. It is not in vain. Those who come to set up the instruments, it is not in vain. The musicians, it is not in vain. Media team, it is not in vain. Protocol ladies, it is not in vain. Ashes, ashes, it is not in vain. Pastors, so for assembly heads, assembly heads for departmental heads, departmental heads for it is not in vain. Your labor in the Lord is not in vain. It is not. You may be tempted to think it is. But the time will come when God will make it clear that there's a difference between those who serve the Lord and those who don't serve Him. 
you sing in the choir it is not in vain so you see as I've mentioned these different things it is time to ask yourself that what do I do in the house of God so that when they are mentioning they can mention my own and if you cannot identify something definite that you do by way of service I'm not talking about giving we will come there but I'm talking about work work not play work because when something is work it will have an effect or it will tell on you you'll be drained you'll be tired sometimes you'll be stressed so that's work and I want to say to you today that the work you do in the house of the Lord and what you do in the name of the Lord or your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Can I have an amen from somebody? Amen. Number two. Your sacrifices are not in vain. Your sacrifices are not in vain. Look at Mark chapter 10. Verse 28 to 30. New Living Translation. Then Peter began to speak up. And this is what he said. We've given up everything to follow you. He said. I like how the King James Version puts it. He says, Lo. It means, Look. <laughs> we have left all. And we have followed you. In other words, we've made a lot of sacrifices. And when he made that statement to Jesus, he was in essence asking him, What is the benefit? What benefit day inside for us? What are we going to get for all these sacrifices? And he was right. When he said to Jesus, we have left everything. He had a fishing business. He left it to go and follow the Lord. He had a family. He left them at home to go and follow Jesus. And for the most part of three years, he was away from his house. Perhaps he never slept in his bed for three years. When his wife was cold, there was nobody to warm because the best The best heating device is another body. That's why the Bible says, Hey, Pastor Christian, you have understood it, Pa. <laughs> Madam, thank you very much. He has been called for long. What did not change? Oh, that's what the Bible says. How can two keep? How can one keep warm? Trust himself. Back up for better than why is it? If he lies alone. Oh, don't go out home. So if you usually feel cold. Marry. Awadewa. Awadewa. Any power be ne wari. It will solve your coldness problem. I see that's the only reason why we marry. Assemble by Devi. He said, "Lo, we have left all." And we have followed you. And Jesus acknowledged it and said, "Yes." 
And he went on to say, and I assure you that everyone who has given up house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or children or property in the other version in Luke it adds or wife but I didn't say husband but it includes husband for my sake and for the good news will receive now in return a hundred times as many houses as many brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and property, along with persecution. That's the bit of it we don't like. But it is part of the equation. Because even the Bible says that, yeah, it's a good thing to marry and everything, but if you marry, you will have trouble in the flesh. <laughs> So it's like it's a good thing. But it comes with challenges. And it says, and in the world to come, that person will have eternal life. It is not in vain. It is not in vain. Your sacrifices are not in vain. And that is what Jesus was explaining to people. And he's saying to you today that whatever sacrifices you have made and whatever sacrifices you are making because of the Lord, it is not in vain. It is not in vain. You know, recently, a lady in church had a child. And I went to do the naming ceremony of the child. Where they live. I said, where they live. The adventures that I had to go through before I finally got there. It was not an easy thing. I made the mistake of asking them to send me the Google location. So this is an app that can lead you to where you are supposed to go. But you see, this app was designed for places that are organized. So there's a lady who speaks. Who speaks in the app. In 100 meters, turn left. Keep right. So, as I was going, it says 100 meters, I should turn left. But the left will lead me into a stone drain. <laughs> The left that she says I should tell. <laughs> so there are some places in our country they confuse this woman. <laughs> you see, because this thing they use satellites to determine the routes and everything. And the satellite is confused. <laughs> what it took me before I got to the house. It was not easy. From and when I got to the house, my respect for that family, the family they who come to church here, my respect for them greatly increased. I said, so this is what you go through in order to be able to come to church. 
you live at 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 Ashaman, Washington. Ashaman, Washington. New York. New York. And then Peace Land. Peace Land. These names that I'm mentioning, they are not outside the country. They are here in a very wonderful place called Ashaman. It has Ashaman Lebanon, Ashaman Soweto, Ashaman Bethlehem, Ashaman Jericho, Jerusalem. It's a very powerful. Mexico. Ah, there's even Mexico. Where is the Mexico? Around the main station. Ashaman, Mexico. Roman down that area. Is there a shaman Ecuador? Yes, Ecuador. Hey! There is a park like that. It's a very powerful thing. And you see, that is why there are many times when I say thank you for coming to church. There's a reason why I thank you. There's a reason why. And people make all kinds of sacrifices. I've told you that this place is a domi The amount of money people spend on fuel in order to come to church. And sometimes when they even analyze it themselves, it doesn't even make sense. Because you look at the amount of money you spend to buy the fuel. And maybe you look at the offering that you give. And it's like you are spending more on the fuel. Than the offering that you are giving. So you are enriching goil. Yeah. It doesn't even make sense. But there is something that makes you keep coming. Which sometimes people don't understand. That's why they talk nonsense. Who has forced anybody to be here? Who? There's something that people are looking for. If they find it. If they have to travel to get to that thing, they will travel. You may not understand it. Nobody has bewitched them. They come willingly. I have a couple, a family in church. Every Sunday, they come to church from Bawe Top Base. Ask your neighbor, do you know Bawe Top Base? But we talk basis. If you are going to Kaswa, <laughs> before you get to Makati Hill, you turn right. Before you and you go, you go. Ah, you, you know when people are giving direction, they said that. Okay, you turn right and you go. Yeah. That's the kind that where they come from. That's where you go. <laughs> yes. And every Sunday, they come to church. It's a sacrifice. And it is not in vain. Do I give them money for fuel? Certainly not. Where are they go take the money from? So the sacrifices people make it is not in vain and Jesus even explained that even it's not even just here in this life that you get your reward but even in heaven you will receive eternal life and the rewards that come with it. And that is the reason why that the rewards that you haven't yet seen in this life 
should now not force you to take a decision that will make you lose the rewards to come in the other life. Always constantly remind yourself that it is not just about here but it's also very much about there. And let it even be a source of comfort to you that even if I don't get certain rewards here on earth, I know that God is faithful. I said I know that God is faithful. That when I stand before him on that day, and he looks at me and says, well done, thou good and faithful I know that he will reward me. Maybe I may not live in a certain kind of house whilst I'm here. But come and check me out in my mansion. Come and check me out in my mansion. Okay, I know what some of you are saying. I want it here. (laughs) It's here that I want it. You know? That's why teachers always get irritated when you tell them that their reward is in heaven. Because <laughs> because they want to have they want to have it here. And by the way, who said all teachers will make it to heaven? Uh-huh. <laughs> so can you imagine that they don't make it to heaven? Where they say their rewards are. And then whilst they are here on earth also, they don't get it. You know. Yeah, I know. You want to have certain things here. Now, I must be very honest with you. I am believing God for certain major blessings Amen. for you. Amen. Amen. I receive it. I the promises that assure me that my labor in the Lord is not in vain. Amen. That the sacrifices that I make in his name are not in vain. Amen. And that there are rewards and blessings for me for all those sacrifices that I make. Jesus. I believe in it. But I even want to say that even if I do not see those things here my conclusion will not change that what I do for the Lord is not in vain. It said it's not in vain. It's not in This time of the year, dear, I should have this. Yeah, you are looking at the things you prayed about from the beginning of the year. You remembered when I announced to you that it's our year of progress and advancement. I did not lie. It is our year of progress and It's just that it hasn't yet occurred to some of you that you've actually made progress in your life and that you have advanced in your life. For some of us, certain foolishness has gone. And wisdom has come. Conclusion, you have progressed and you have advanced. Hallelujah! Amen! Thank you, Jesus. Every head bowed, every eye closed. We thank you, Father, for today. Jesus. And we thank you for your word. Thank you for the encouragement that we've received. And thank you for the understanding that it is not in vain. That what we do for you, Jesus Christ, is not in vain. What we do in the house of the Lord is not in vain. What we do in the name of the Lord is not in vain. And I pray for everyone who has been discouraged, who has been downhearted, everyone who is in a valley of decision, trying to take a certain decision because he or she feels that it is in vain. I pray, Father, restore him, restore her in the name of Jesus. And as every head is bowed and every eye closed, you are here today. And you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. I want you to understand that serving God is a great thing. 
And you need Jesus in your life. Because without him, everything is useless. This morning, I want to pray with you. If you want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, I want you to lift up your right hand. And I'm going to pray for you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I see your hand. I see your hand. God bless you. God bless you. It is Jesus you are receiving. Don't be shy about it. When people are doing foolish things, they are not shy about it. If you are watching and you need Jesus in your life, lift up your hand wherever you are. Even if you are watching this broadcast after it was streamed, the power of God is still able to touch you hours after the stream. And now if you lift it up your hand. I want you to pray this prayer so with me. And let everybody join in this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, today, I come to you just as I am. Oh God, oh I need you. I need Jesus in my life. Please forgive me for all my sins. Please wash me with the blood of Jesus. From today, I am yours. You are mine. I will serve you. I will follow you. I will live for you. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.